Okay. We're recording now. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll stop saying all those terrible things about everyone I know. <laughs> no, no, you can you can say whatever you want because again, nobody listens. No, so, there's a so certain like, freedom to that, isn't there? That's kind of that's like the band mantra thing too. You're just like there's a freedom when no one pays attention. You can do whatever you, you want. Can do whatever. <laughs> it's the brilliance of America. Uh it's why this is the greatest country in the world, and um, why I don't I don't kneel during the national anthem. That's good because <laughs> I want to do whatever I want. I remember that thing. That was like a that was a little bit. My dad tried to engage me in a conversation about that. How, okay, how did I, that go? Uh, it I, it was it didn't start. I knew oh. better. I know better by now. He's a sweet man, and I love him dearly. He might he might be one of the only only people that listens to this. So you want to say nice things about him? Yeah. Uh, well, what was he trying to accomplish in instigating that conversation? Um, Intellectual discourse? Oh and I don't know. Home. No, I think it might just... I, I don't know. I'm, I tried to figure it out, too. I think he just likes to see me get mad. How old are you? 26. Right. So you're... By the way, just introduce yourself to the world. Oh, my name is Jordan Capizzi. I'm 26. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that it? Um, I am from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, obviously. I play in a band called Tauntaun. That's kind of my my main thing that I focus my personal life around. I also um, work for Tom's Bread in the Lancaster Central Market. That's kind of my, I think that's my community. Um, then all of your songs must be about bread. That's what they're, that's what they're about. <laughs> so we're going to hear some songs. A song about, about bread. You know, one about karma out of, one about but, rosemary. They're less specific than that. Oh, so okay. you have to really read into them to find the bread connections. But if you're paying attention, they're there. I only want to listen to songs about bread. Well, most songs are. They, it all boils down. You can. Yeah, they're about what you want them to be about. Or rises up. As, as yeah, or rises. Yes. Yeah. Boiling and rising. Are both, they're both. They're different parts of the process. <laughs> You're a musician, and you work at Market, and that's your social sphere. Yeah. And I think that that's really important to you. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and that's I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. No, no. I'm I, considering lying. I really like the band. I really like doing things with the band. Uh, that's really kind of... That's what occupies my brain a lot, most of the time, um, is just figuring out how to... It's a, se- it's, it's a seven-person band, so there's... I am... One of seven. We already gave ourselves some obstacles just with that. It's but a it's, large, you know, large group it's, yeah, it's a big group. How would you describe the genre of music? The genre of music. Um, it's a terrible question. You should punch me in the face. That's totally fine. I don't want to punch you in the face. It's rock and roll. <laughs> it's a rock band. I'm, I'm hesitant. Like, I'm dangling. We're, you realize we're dangling on the precipice of me asking a question that will definitely make you want to punch me in the face. Oh, just go for uh, it. But I, there's, I another, there's, another, the there's another route. I noticed that at your bread stand at Tom's Bread, like people stop and talk with you. Yeah, and they like to do that. Mm-hmm. And and I'm very, you know, I'm very serious. They like to do that, and they like who you are, your personality, and they like talking to you about, you know, bread and then other things. Yeah, uh, songs about bread. Yeah, <laughs> I do like that a lot, and I think I kind of that, and that does make more sense to me. I'm kind of figuring out on a day-to-day basis how I'm going to get through a conversation. Just because it's in your face so much, you have to have some kind of opinion on the the world. Like, but but you know, politics 
is a part of culture and you kind of have to take it in and people ask you about it and people want to ask you about it and want to talk about it. So it's, you know, just part of that community interaction, it involves that. You have to kind of take in, take it in a little bit because there are people that are going to only want to talk about that to you. Right. I mean, most of the time I kind of decide to not have those conversations. As you said, you... But you yeah, you, and it's, yeah, it's not only my dad. It's, it's, I mean, I'd be more likely to have that conversation with my dad than a stranger. But there are, I mean, there are friends of mine, people that I like that I totally disagree with all the time that I also kind of think that's a little bit important is to is to have those conversations with those people without saying you're a fucking asshole and don't ever talk to me again. Like that was, a, you know, you, we disagree. Like there's a, there's a friend of mine at market who is an avid Trump supporter and an avid conspiracy theorist. We also like a lot of the same records, but so, or like, you know, he'll, he goes to a lot of interesting music festivals and stuff. So we'll talk about that. And that's, you know, I learned there are cultural things that we have overlaps on, but then politically, not a whole lot of common ground. So uh, this is interesting, and I, I actually I don't want to spend too much time on this yeah. because I want you to talk about music. Yeah. I'm going to ask you that annoying question, and then I want you to play music. But I will ask you this one sort of out of philosophical question, which yeah. is: does a per- does a person's politics in some way what defines a person more? Like the records that they listen to, and the music that they like the musical. Uh, Concerts or well, yeah. it, oh, it, I said it, music festivals. The festivals that they attend, the music festivals that they attend, does that def- or the books that they read, like for, or the TV shows they watch, or does their politics, which defines them more? Because when you ask someone about like their compassion for other human beings, yeah, do, what defines a person? Um, so like, what, you, uh, you have a relationship with him, I, which transcends this yeah. whatever that might be, even if it. Does. What defines a person is is hard, and I don't think it really has to do. I don't think it. I don't think you can really get it down to like, well, the bands you're into is what defines you or the presidential candidate you support. I think it, I think what defines you is uh, what you choose to talk about and how you choose to talk about it and like how you choose. I think what you, what in my mind, or at least how I define a person that I am interested in talking to is more about how they'll engage with me and less about what they want to talk to me about or I, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit there. I think that in an ideal situation where I've become the actualized person that I'd like to be, I would m- rather judge people on how they interact with me than what they believe to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Like, there's some things that I just are totally intolerable. Being a Trump supporter is like almost always there. But not. But, but every not. but not but no. But if you know, it I mean it's just not it's uh, saying I support Donald Trump does not make me immediately discard your opinions on everything. There have to be several sentences following that immediately and I want to hear them right away. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know what I mean? And then and even then it's just like it'll be like, okay, we totally disagree, but you don't seem absolutely you don't seem Dangerously insane. Here, here, here's a sharp left turn. Why be a musician? Oh, God. You weren't expecting that. No, it's you not. Should've. Is that the punch in the face question? Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think you deserve a punch in the face for that. Why be a musician? Um, seems hard. It seems me, like. I mean, I guess I don't think that I can. I'm, I wouldn't. It's just because I. it's what I can do. It's just what I like to. It's not. 
you know, you feel so, it just feels so funny to talk about this stuff, kind of, because you don't want to sound like a big asshole, because you, you, you kind of, if you're a big asshole, that's what you want to do. Like, if you're, if you're hungry for, if you need attention and constant validation from strangers, learn to play the guitar. <laughs> well, I was saying you could substitute in your mind the word, like, dentist for musician, um, and, and then yeah, maybe you well, wouldn't feel so guilty about it. It's not, uh, I'm sure that there are some dentists that think they're artists. Yes. There, there, no, no, there are. Um, My father happens to be a dentist. Oh, is he an artist? You know, the truth is, he has always said to me that the only one part of the job that he likes, he hates the clients yeah. because he's a misanthrope. He hates insurance companies and dealing with money because he's never been adept at that. Mm-hmm. He hates like the whole concept of, you know, um, that it's a job and he, he couldn't possibly work with other people, but he likes the actual work. Oh, wow. He, he finds it. He finds so he it, is an artist. He, right. He finds like... There are times when doing a root canal or something like that, um, there's an art to what he's doing, and he likes to do it well. He's, he's not about the paycheck, right? Yeah. He really has always cared about doing good work in people's mouths. I hope that's what his business card said. Yeah, no, <laughs> doing, do good good, doing good work in your mouth. <laughs> it's funny because you really want to call yourself an artist. I think I really have like this impulse that I want to be an artist, and that's... What I want to be, but there's so much outside of. If if my only impulse is to be an artist, there is 90 percent of the things that I do surrounding the band I wouldn't do. Um, like what? Like booking shows, or getting, or trying to get radio play, or trying to get media coverage, or pretty much the part of my life that would be cut out would be the part that tries to get attention for the band. Um, which I don't think that if I were purely just doing it for art's sake. I, I think I'd be. I don't think I'd need attention. I, th- I don't think attention would be the satisfying part. So well, that's the that's the paradox about art. Right? Yeah. So <clears throat> obviously, there is something. I mean, there are standards that we kind of hold our you know the members of the band to kind of hold ourselves to in terms of you know our, like we'll take like there are certain gigs that we'll take. Uh, but we'll play whatever we want. You know what I mean? Like, we'll do things. Like, for the, the city has been really supportive of us, which is, like, totally cool and a little bit strange. Um, but, you know, like, something like Celebrate Lancaster that we played. It was a huge stage, and the sound system was awesome, and it was outside, and it was totally cool. It was a totally cool thing to do. But then you see the little Celebrate Lancaster thing, and food trucks, and the fair, and, you can, and live entertainment, which is not really... Who you are. What, well, not even this. I mean, I think it kind of is. But maybe not the part of who I am that I want to, that I want to show people. Right. But then, you know, we'll take it like that and we'll happily take the check. And then we'll play the songs that we want to play. You know what I mean? Because we'll just, they hide, this is the band they hired. Every now and then there will be a conversation like in the practice space. Like, is this really what they wanted from us? And it always stops immediately with, they hired us, so that's what they'll get. So, you know, I mean, you draw some kind of line. There's a part of that that is just, you know, I think we're confident that what we do is good. So it's so I don't really feel like I need to tailor anything. Like, like if there's an audience that wants to hear Tom Petty covers, they could hire a Tom Petty cover band. Or maybe we'll just play one because it's fun sometimes. You know what I mean? But it's, it'll be something where the difference between doing things for an artistic purpose and doing things for, like, monetary gain. Like, we need money and we want money, so we'll take gigs like that. But we're confident enough in the art that we make that you know it's worth a $800 check for an hour and a half set that you know this will be entertaining for the audience that you want and if it's not you know don't call us next year we have been a band 
for almost 10 years. Not this amount, not these same people, obviously, but me and Doug Hines, our, our guitar player, have played under this name since we were teenagers. Over the last two years, the band gained a lot more recognition, and it's because the previous eight years we spent just sucking. <laughs> just being fucking terrible and being horrible at playing shows and being and that was I mean, I think honestly, in that period of the band, I was more just doing it to make things. Like just being an artist. Like that was kind of a that was probably a period in which I was more focused on the artist part. We got better at making things, undeniably. Like right now, I am much better than my 16-year-old self at playing that guitar and writing things on it and doing that stuff. But I think when I was 16, I had more, I was more concerned with the art and only the art. Um, So it's kind of funny to think about it now because we undeniably make better art and I would be more comfortable calling myself an artist now than I ever would be. I'm still not happy about it, but I would be more like, I think we earned it a little bit. Pretty much what happens is once I get a sense of what the personality of the band is and once we feel like we're confident playing under that kind of personality, that is usually right around the time that I want to do something totally different, <laughs> which is, but which is, which is good, which is, I, and I think the reason that I feel that way is because most of the bands that I get really excited about, um, are bands that do that. We just got a new drummer and it was, and it was a lot, there were a lot of reasons to get a new drummer, but a big one was that m- the new music that we wanted to make, it was impossible to make with the old drummer. So the new drummer really injected something new into that, but it was something new that all of the other people in the band who had been in the band for a long time also wanted. Who are the bands that you like? You just name Oh, the bands whatever, that I like. Whatever comes I, I really like Wilco a lot, and that's a band that had a lot of uh, lineup changes. And yeah, I, that's it's kind in fact, of that's the band I was thinking of when yeah, you were talking. I like that and a has lot. changed their, yeah. you know, from record to record. From record to record, definitely. And then another band that I, I mean, they're kind of, I think a lot of the, there's a lot of overlapping audience here. Yellow Tango is a band that I listen to a lot. I actually, we saw them uh, last week in State College, and there were about 70 people there, which was a little sad, mm-hmm. but it was awesome. The show was incredible. They're and great. I can't, and then th- this weekend we're going to Connecticut. Um, they are like to a, see them. A, a germ, like a core group from that, like late 80s, early 90s kind of. Whatever you want to call that, like grunge or indie or whatever, like yeah. they like are at the base of all of that. And if you're a band that comes out of that, um, that you know that period of time, like you owe them a debt of gratitude. They are. The and they best. never really. And they never really got. No, they're not. No, totally. For not. being as good as they are, so clearly you're gonna play Yellow Tango cover, right? I, I wish. I yeah, so. Just play what. Play whatever. You, uh, want, you know. But yeah, I will listen. I don't know Yellow Tango cover. No, no, just play whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna play a song. That's on. It's we're gonna we put out an EP in December. We're going to put out an EP in December called "Sorry Brian, You're Derek I, Now." I, I, I saw that. Did you? Yeah, I think it's a very good title. I'm, I'm I glad. I, I mean, on the one hand, I know what it means. On the other hand, I have no clue. That's yeah. That that's point? kind of the point. Okay. Um, go, so go uh, this it's called the rule. <laughs> Show the devil 
Brian, you're Derek now, in a unique and exciting way. 
They'll be doing so through the auspices of a musical theater performance of the same name at TELUS 360 starting tomorrow night, December 2nd. The show was written by Matt Johnson and directed by Joanna Underhill. Tickets are available through TELUS 360's website or brown paper tickets. My thanks to Jordan for stopping by and for chatting with us as well as playing his acoustic guitar, which finally, at the ripe old age of 41, I've realized is my favorite thing in the world. Remember, you can find old episodes of What We Will Abide on iTunes and at samschiller.com. Finally, I promised last time that if you wrote a review on iTunes, I'd read it on the show, and so, here are the first two reviews. Madison B13 wrote, as a former student of Sam Schindler's, I'm very excited to see where this podcast will go, and confident that it will continue to be excellent and well-rounded in its coverage of relevant social, political, and environmental topics. Mr. Schindler really did not pay me to say this, although maybe in hindsight, he should have. The second review comes from Choices, who wrote, Today I chose to listen to one of your episodes instead of watching The Gilmore Girls. I can offer no higher praise. I can tell you in all honesty that I don't know either of those people. You too can have your well-conceived review read on air, even if it says my mother was a hamster and my father smelt of elderberries. I can take it. 